Well, taka taka. Which one's real and which one's the recording? Taka taka. Taka taka. Which was which? Well, I saw you move your mouth, so I know which is which. <laughs> well, close your eyes. Okay. And tell me Here which one is real and which one is fake. Whoops, I tried to stop the... Because I knew you could hear the background noise and I was trying to mask it. Alright, do it again. That's the one you just did live. No, no. Yeah, it was. Because you don't do the same note. You go like... Do you want me to play along? That's fine, the game's over. You lost. I won the game, and you can't handle that at I won. It's a secret recording at 3 o'clock. I've been asked not to say anything. A secret recording? I've been asked not to say anything. From whom? Well, we're recording right now, so I can't tell you while we're recording. <gasps> Someone I know? So what's up? <laughs> Can I tell Not you much. that? I saw Cars 2. My God, that movie sucks ass. Oh, yeah. Why did you see Cars 2? I don't know. It was children? Just, it was on TV, and I started watching it. And I didn't watch it on TV. I know how you feel about that. But because I started watching it, and I had never seen it, I switched over to Disney Plus and watched it. It's, it's, you know, some of the complaints about it are it's not, you know, Cars 1 was a racing story, and they got away from the racing, and they should have been uh, focused on the racing. Yeah. I don't care about that. I don't care that it was a spy story, but it, the fact it centered around that fucking idiot Mater, it was the most. Oh, I know, because it was so pop. He was so popular. Was he? Was he popular? I mean, he was funny because he was funny in the first one. You know, he was the comic relief. I don't think he was ever funny, but I never saw the first one either, so I can't, I can't really speak to it. The first one. I mean, I think uh, people love the first one. Um, I think visually, it's kind of dull. You know, it's like where does cars. it rank on your Pixar list? Because as I was watching oh, very this, low. as I was watching this and hating Mater so much, I needed to find people who were like minded and did a search. I hate Mater on Reddit. <laughs> but one of the things I came across is these people when they're writing about cars, several of them, more than you would think, apparently have a ranking list of their Pixar movies because they all said okay. this is 18 on my Pixar list. And someone else said it's not that bad. It's 14 on mine. It just surprised okay. me that so many people had Pixar ranking lists. Well, I think that that would be pretty easy to put in a in a uh, list. It would be easy, but why? Why would you even do it? Um, you know, just to. There's a zero reason to do it. Unless well, I mean, what what's the reason for anything? It's just for you know, just to do it. That aside, my God. Mater, what a fucking idiot! And that whole thing, man. And, and it's, it's like, a, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I I always think about what a fake character he is, because I don't mind if that's your thing, right? If that's if that if that's making you money, you know, you rip the sleeves off of every shirt you own. And you do your little comedy show. Well, now you're, you're just like, talking about. Dirk, dirk, dirk. Now you're just talking about Larry the Cable Guy. Well, that's who he is. That's who Mater is. He's just Larry the Cable Guy. Who hires? Then, who hires writers for his act? And uses that voice and that persona 
like off the stage. And that is not his voice or his persona. Have you seen those videos of him doing stand up in the 90s? Yeah, I know that there are. He's just pretty much himself, right? Well, he's doing like a nebbishy, like New York Woody Allen thing. No, so maybe he wasn't himself. He was, who knows what the real Larry the Cable Guy is. (laughs) It's a, he's a dark individual. He, you know what? Like the real Larry David, the Lawrence David. No, Larry David. Yeah, what's his name? What are you talking about? I thought, what's his name? Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable, Larry Cabe. What's his, (laughs) Lawrence Cable is what I meant to say. You know, he he purchases like serial killer art, Hitler memorabilia. Is this true? No, <laughs> I'm saying it just because he's really dark. He's like a dark dude. Daniel Lawrence Whitney is his name. Whitney. Look, I don't. Whether or not you like him aside, I'm with you on these things that we're talking about. He was cast to do that role. That's the way they wanted it done. So mm-hmm. you know, I can't necessarily blame him, but the writing. And the fact that they made him the main protagonist in the second Cars movie. And, you know, you're supposed to feel compassion at some point because Lightning Jack Queen said, I'd get out of here. You cost me a race. Oh, boo hoo. I'm such a fucking idiot. Nobody wants me around. Mm. I'd have zero compassion. None of it worked. Queen McQueen, Lightning Jack McQueen. Is that the McQueen? What's that? Lightning McQueen. Yeah, I had it right. The, uh, you know, he's, he's, he has every right to be angry because the idiot, and I like the way we're talking about this movie as if it just came out, but to me, it's new. (laughs) I've never seen it. You know, the idiot was on the radio and 2006 distracting him. (laughs) He was distracting him during the big race with that cocky Mm -hmm. fucking formula one car. And yeah, I would say, what do you, you're this, you're embarrassing. I can't stand you being around. He had every right to be angry. And then well, I'm supposed to feel for him. I don't feel I didn't feel for him once throughout the movie. Well, well, that's the thing. In Cars 1, you were meant to have an emotional response to the plot. Whereas Cars 2 was mostly about just we got to get Mater in there. Well, what is Mater? He's a dummy, dumb, dumb. So then that's what they're basing the story out of. Not actual like reasons to care. Yeah, it felt like, I guess there was, I mean, it felt like it should have been a 30 minute show. And I guess through my <gasps> yes. research, through my research, there was a series of like shorts with. Well, there are, there always is with so many of these things. Um, Ratatouille has a series of uh, shorts, all the Toy Story stuff. There's a really funny one for Toy Story 4 or whatever with Forky. Like it's called uh, <laughs> Forky asks a question. I'm sure they're good. Yeah, they are good. They're funny. I was just surprised they got Michael Caine for Cars too. Oh, Michael Caine does a lot of weird shit. They lured him in. He's not like... Um, I can't believe Owen Wilson got two and a half million dollars to do a th- uh, not even a third of the movies. Barely in Cars too. I can't believe that we don't talk about Owen Wilson trying to commit suicide. Why should we talk about that? It's just something we never talk about anymore. It like happened and I think everybody got, there was like a weird, there was a weird reaction to that news when that happened, that he, he had an attempted, he had a, a suicide attempt. um, And then, you know, he was, he's always 
been this like, oh, shucks kind of guy in every movie in his whole like personality. And then to find out that he has such like a darkness in him that that is what he would result. Well, that's, what, that's what, what he would go toward. What should the response be to it? I don't understand why we should all be clamoring about about Owen Wilson attempting to kill himself. No, I just um, I think I think what I'm talking about is how it made us all feel and we didn't really talk about it. I think it freaked everybody out. Well, he's still because, around. Like, because Maybe. when somebody kills themselves, it still freaks us out. But when it's an attempt and they're still alive and then they go on to like continue with their career. Yeah, I great. mean, he, he disappeared for a long time. Oh, I'm not saying he shouldn't continue with his career. I just think it's like, I don't know. Every time I see him or hear about him, I think like, is he okay? I think it's strange that you feel less than fulfilled <laughs> that, that about the amount of talk no, no, surrounding no, no. Owen Willis. It's not about what I'm getting from it. It's just, I don't know. I think everybody felt a certain way and I think it made a lot of people uncomfortable. And I think it's interesting when an entire, like, I, I don't know. I just thought about a lot of people feeling the same way about something that made everybody uncomfortable and we don't really talk about it. Yeah, because it's not about us. Fuck us. It's about him. He no, lived. it's not about, no, his, no, whatever he is doing is different. How it made us feel is about us. Sure. But the person, you know, when somebody commits suicide and they unfortunately are no longer around, then you talk about it. And yes, their family's around and that's probably difficult for them and their loved ones. I don't think, you know, it should be printed and headlined and splashed everywhere. But, yeah. you know, when the person's alive, maybe there's a little bit of respect. It's like, you know what? They're battling some stuff. Let's not make it all about us because, oh, I feel weird because that guy that I think I know from movies who plays this character seems yeah. happy just leave it and then okay. yeah, he's around and he's doing the the marry me movie with j-lo he's just like diving right back into garbage movies i went to see it you did i have the regal pass so why not How was it <laughs> it's exactly it's was exa it charming no was it's it exactly absolutely charming it's exactly what you'd expect it to be like i mm -hmm. wouldn't pay to go see it but because i went in i was like this is and I'm laughing at certain points just because of how ridiculous the premise is where he goes to that concert with his daughter and, and Sarah Silverman hands him a sign to hold for a minute that says, marry me. And then she gets, you know, some bad news up on stage when she's supposed to be having her wedding JLo and he's holding the sign and she says, fine, fine, let's do it. <laughs> it's like, of course, you have to laugh wow. because it's so dumb. Wow. But other than that, it's exactly what you think. It doesn't okay. do too much. It's the poor man's Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the rich woman's Notting Hill. Because hmm. you live much more in her world than you in ever... In Notting Hill? No, no, in this one. In this one, oh, okay. You're around the riches much more. You don't see the riches too much, except for that one hotel room where Alec Baldwin comes in and took out my trash. What? In Notting Hill. I guess I've never seen Notting Hill. Oh. Well, at some Not I guess. I know I haven't. At some point he goes to the hotel. Hugh. Hugh goes. Oh, he does? To see her. Well, he's supposed oh. to meet her there. And then by the time he gets there, Alec Baldwin, who's her Hollywood boyfriend, is there. And then so he has to pretend he's a guy who works for the hotel. And then Alec Baldwin's like, oh, good, good. Take out my trash. 
Gosh, should I watch Notting Hill? I find Notting Hill to be charming. The Lizard Man from The Amazing Spider-Man, the one that came out after the Tobey Maguire with Andrew Garfield, is the goofy housemate, flatmate. Oh, that's that Julia Roberts movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ugh, I don't know if I can watch this movie. Don't watch it. Okay. (laughs) Man, don't you think... So I'm looking at the pictures of her in the movie, and she looks like she was... She's dressed like Meg Ryan. And I don't know whether that's the sign of the times. Like, she looks like she could... They could have, like, plucked her out and put in Meg Ryan. It would be the same thing. Do you think Meg Ryan could have done this movie instead of Julia Roberts? Mm, Possibly. She's wearing clothes that look like um, You've Got Mail. Yeah, that's probably more just as... I think this came out before You've Got Mail. Mm. So You've Got Mail stole from Notting Hill. Mm. If I'm correct on my release years. Bouquet of sharpened pencils. Let's see. Oh, never mind. I guess. Uh, wow, 1999. It came out in 99. Wow. When did you got? When did you got mail come out? I would guess 96. Oh, 98. Oh, well, they were shot simultaneously. Probably. They probably were. Just a sign of the time. Man, I was trying to come up with that guy's name um, from the abyss. And uh, it was on the it was on the radio, and Eric was like, "I was trying to call." I was like, "The guy, uh, he was in Abyss in the Abyss," and he was like, "Um, Chris, what's his name?" <laughs> Fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> he's he's on Shit's Creek. He's like the mayor. Well, you're still trying to find it. I thought this was a story you were telling me. Ugh, can we hold on? I've never watched Shit's Creek. I refuse to on the name alone. Um. He was, uh, he's really, he's like a famous, he was on, uh, Ed, uh, he was on Letterman. Um, he had a show, like a TV show in the nineties that had the REM song that stand in the place where you live. Chris something. I'll let you work through it. Fucking mom who can't remember Chris Elliott. Why did I remember? It's Ellie's name, Chris Elliott. <laughs> I'll always remember it now. It's my mom's name, Chris, and my daughter's name, Elliot. Okay. Anyway, so I said, I was trying to think of... Um, fucking... <laughs> Hold on. Let me find the name, every name I need. Hold on. Ed Harris. Okay. I didn't remember Ed Harris's name. And so I was trying to come up with it. And I was like, that guy from the abyss. And Eric's like, oh, that's my favorite um, Chris Elliott movie. I just thought that was funny. And now it makes no sense why I'm talking about it. Because the moment has passed. But I had to get through it. I'm sorry that I brought the show to a halt. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My stomach just made a noise, and I don't know if it picked up on my microphone. I'm Autumn Fisher. I didn't hear it, so you could have gotten away with it, but now we all know that you're a disgusting human being with bodily (laughs) functions happening as you record. There's just shit sitting inside of your body right now. It's just in there. Your body a pocket, cradling it, holding it until it's time to be released. Tenderly moving it through my body. 
I think about that. Absorbing its nutrients. And I think about that too often, especially in crowded locations like the subway or a stadium that's sold out for the big game of sorts. Whatever the game is. Like if you could make every everything invisible in people's bodies except for their shit. Think about what that's like in a gigantic stadium. And then like people playing football full of shit. (laughs) Yes, it's everywhere. It's constantly moving about. Mm -hmm. Just living inside people's bodies. I mean, it's very strange to even eat before it turns to poop. That you have something that's in front of you. And then the next thing you know, it's inside of you. And I know that we've talked about the technicality that it's not really inside of you once you eat it. But, you know, don't, don't need to go there. Your digestive system is not inside your body. But it's there, and then it's being carried around in a pocket mm-hmm. inside your And abdomen. then you move around with it. And yeah. people jump on trampolines, and they fly airplanes, and they jump out of airplanes. Just their body's full of poop. Everywhere. Everywhere. Very you rarely. you look up at a building, if you see a tall apartment building, like one of those big apartment condos, right? And you think about every toilet and every person in there that poops, just toilet, they're... they're pipes of poop just running down yeah that was my thing don't steal my thing no don't, I was, don't take I this said from it. me i've said this we were in I've, new york together and i told no i, I said, said this years it, and ago then you said yeah i say that too i said it years ago that if all wow stealing other people's things you and trying to present and then being caught by presenting it to the person who came up with it then maybe no, it works I, maybe listen. it works at your parties then you can bring it up and i'm fine i'm happy for you to take it and, and present no, it as your I own. didn't. Listen, when I was saying it just now, I was remembering the time I told you that and that you said that that is something that you think about, too, when you look up at the buildings. So we had thought of the same thing. If they're translucent and you can see the pipes <laughs> and they would just be human waste cascading down <sighs> at all times. And it's running underneath our feet, under the streets. You can even go take a tour of the big center where they process it i don't know why you'd want to they they take our our sewage right and the water treatment plants that's what they do right they like filter out everything at all the waste right and then it's turned back into water and redistributed i don't think it's put right back into the i didn't say that they just they filter it out they take they remove all the waste in whatever ways they do that and then it's put back into our water system to drink no, that's what I mean. I don't think it's put right back into the system. What does it do? I think it's, it may be, it, it, I think over time it can find itself back in our drinking water because it, it's released back into waterways. But like here in New York, the closest waterways oh. have salt water in them. So I don't think that the water here is probably being released into the East River. And then from there, it's not being used again to drink. In certain localities, I'm sure, I guess the river's fresh water. Over the processing it, and then at some point downstream, people are yeah. pulling it back in. So yes, it's not so direct. I guess is what I'm saying. It's not just put back in some pipes that then goes right to someone else's sink. I think <laughs> it's released into water supplies. It can be used to water crops. Oh, okay. So not potable. But I'm sure there's a place. There could be a place that maybe doesn't have water as an available resource where. Maybe it does immediately go back and people are drinking it right after it's been processed. But obviously it's not, it's fine. No one's dying. 
Well, because isn't it? I thought that it was put back into our water system only because people talk about the number of people taking um, antidepressants and that some of those are ending up back into the water system that we drink because of how the water is treated. Where did you where did where did this come from? I don't know. <laughs> you don't remember where you heard it? No. I but think, I think that I think it's a very uh, important thing. If you hear something and you're going to present it and then you don't know where it came from, I think it's no, pretty funny. No, cuz it's just something I heard a billion years ago. <laughs> Do you believe it? No. But that's why I thought that's why I started that sentence with I that's why I thought that it went right back in is because I had heard this. It could be true. Like maybe it was a one off situation. I see when these things happen, I think they get blown out of proportion. Like maybe that is something that happened in some kind of locality where the water right. is put more directly back in. And then I think it just becomes widespread. It's like, oh my God, this exists everywhere. And then the urban legend kind of grows out of it. So, you know, it, it's it's probably, I don't want to say it's not um, a lie or it's not true. I don't, it just, who knows? I don't know enough to speak to it. Okay, it goes into, oh, what happens to the treated water when it leaves the wastewater treatment plant? <clears throat> the treated water is released into local waterways where it's used again for any number of purposes, such as supplying drinking water, irrigate, irrigate crops and sustaining aquatic life sustaining aquatic life there you go all right so it's both we were both right i mean at some point if we really want to get down to it at some point yes we've probably drank <laughs> cleaned toilet water yeah I'm, it's happened i mean you think well, I remember about on dirty jobs uh, he went and was like in one of those tanks that you have to clean out that like cleaned the 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 doo-doo doo-doo caca out of the water well septic tanks I got. I was very interested in how they worked. I feel like we talked about it on the show, in the pre-show or something. I don't understand how septic tanks work either. It is just like a cave of shit and pee. Well, it's a big and, tank. And toilet paper? Yeah, toilet paper is designed specifically to break down. It disintegrates so that it's pretty much okay. nothing. If you put a napkin down into the sewers, it's not good. But if you put it in a septic tank, it's really not good because it's never, not ever going anywhere. Okay. And... The water flows into the septic tank. It's got a couple compartments in there. Over time, solid wastes fall to the bottom. And I think those are called, what is it? There's scum, which is the top. Oils float to the top. Okay. Sludge. Sludge falls to Ew, the bottom. Ew, what a perfect word for that. Yeah, so sludge, all the solid wastes that come out of your body fall to the bottom. And then, because kitchen drains and stuff are also attached to it oils and greases and it's also you know in, in your waste that floats yeah. to the top and that's the scum and then the water in essence that water is not treated and you shouldn't be drinking it but fluent is what it's called yeah then there's a field where it's released so when the tank is full enough i think there's these oh i see it it, it just seeps out into a field and then back into the groundwater probably at some point and if you have well water then you probably are drinking it. Wow. Because usually on lands that have septic tanks and houses. Oh, there's like a green path. You're using well water. Well, I remember now. Okay, so I'm seeing the pipe. 
and it is go- it goes back into soil absorption after you know some of the water and that filters it right but then i remember uh the house i grew up in there was like this green path that let and then this like patch of big green grass uh and i guess that's where the soil distribution area was for our septic tank probably was yeah that makes sense and so anytime you flush something into a septic tank food Hygiene products, condoms. This, this is you. You're talking about yourself. I've never, I've never put food down my t- uh, toilet. Well, when you don't have a fucking garbage disposal, what do you expect? I'm getting defensive here. What do you expect <laughs> me to do? You have a, you have leftover put soup. Put it in your trash? Yeah, you know, leftover soup. You're going to put the soup in the trash? So you have a big no, liquid bag? No, you drain it, and then you put the solids from the soup into the trash. No, I'll dump it into the toilet and flush it right into the sewer system. And then it becomes someone else's problem, and it can contribute to the giant fatberg that's growing. Oh, is that what it's called? Fatberg, right? Yeah. Fatberg? When people, in, in houses and buildings that are connected to sewers, that's what ends up growing. All the hair and all the solids, they just start to... <laughs> clump up and over time they become so big they can clog the whole system so these big Ooh, like f- those um those exfoliating uh things that women typically use that ended up being like i think they've started to ban them because of the tiny bits of plastic that they're made of instead of like a natural material <laughs> like ended up clogging a bunch of stuff yeah it all gets and also clogged. all those flushable wipes are not flushable no they're not Toilet paper is the only thing that actually disintegrates, which makes sense yeah. because anyone's ever wet toilet paper. It's, you know, I'm going to wipe up this spill with toilet paper. Dumb idea. Don't do it. We've all learned toilet paper doesn't hold. And that's the reason. But there's, yeah, there's flushable wipes. I'm surprised they get away with that, that they can just call them flushable. I know. How do they do that? Could you just call anything flushable? Even though, I mean, if it can go down, then it is flushable. But if it's if it's meant to be flushed is what I'm reading the word flushable to mean. <laughs> They're likely to get stuck in a drain pipe and build up over time and they cause a clogged drain. They can make it through the car- curved part of your toilet. Right. So that's what they mean by flushable. It is able. You will be able to flush this. Yeah, but they don't fall apart when they're wet. So they just exist. Right. Should you flush it? No. no. No, I have a clogged drain now in the shower, and I don't know why. And it just happened out of nowhere so quickly. Like it's oh, still, hair. Hair. It's, but the, even the drain itself is catching hair. Um, I, I guess some gets through, and it, you know, it's at the point where it backs up now. So you take a shower, and it comes up to your shins. Oh, I hate that. And I have to go get some Drano, I guess, to pour down there. But, but then it, I, I hear Drano's really horrible, too. It is. Everything's horrible. Especially with horrible. old pipes. What you should really do is get a professional plumber and it was time for that. At my last apartment, the same thing happened and Drano wasn't working and it was just backing up. And at some point it seemed like food was coming up and I, I, it didn't seem like raw sewage. I was worried about that, but I, I think there's a separation in the sinks and the toilet. Those pipes eventually get to the same place, but when they're in the house, I, th- I think it makes sense that a sink, a kitchen sink would be connected to the bathroom sink pipe where that kind mm-hmm. of water. So it seems like people in their kitchens upstairs were putting some kind of food down because like spinach and stuff would come up and it was, it was still gross. Don't get me wrong. Ew, that's horrible. Even if it's not someone's poop, it, it was still gross. And I was like, all right, this is, I can't do this. And you know, the plumber came used a snake. I didn't see what they did because they actually did it when I was gone, but I came back and it stunk. 
And I don't know if it was the chemicals they used, but I, I'm sure that they snaked it and God knows what came up. And it, I, I do, part of me thinks that whatever they pulled up is where that smell came from. Well, don't you think it was that it released the gas in the line? Yeah, possibly. Which I guess could hurt you, right? Like that, you're not meant to breathe in that air. And that's why we have the curved pipe in the toilet is to keep the smell, the gas <laughs> or something. I don't know whether it can hurt you or not. Maybe it can't. Maybe it's just like, it's just, just, just gross. And people don't want to smell it. <laughs> is that the re- I, uh I mean, in the sink, I know it's the trap. There's a reason for the curve and I'm sure there's several reasons yeah. with a sink, the trap, you know, if you drop something down like a ring, it's mm-hmm. not really going to get flushed away unless there's just high water pressure running through and you can retrieve it, which I never would. If I drop something, I don't want to know what's in the trap. It seems very disgusting to me. The drains to me are the one of the things this wasn't supposed they to be a topic, but I feel like we're talking about drains and water. At we this don't point. have a topic. It's fine. No, we can't just keep not having a topic, but the topic originally was motivation. And you said with fervor motivation. And I said, yeah. And then I looked into it because I felt as though we had already done it. And we did in September, not even that long ago, <laughs> this past September, 2021. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> so I do think, <laughs> I think the curve thing, you're right in the sense that it keeps the gas from coming back up because it creates an air bubble, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a barrier, a natural barrier, the way that the gas isn't coming back into the house. So probably that's what happened. When when it stunk, it smelled for days though. It was pretty disgusting. I was happy that the the drain was unclogged, right? But then, would you do it again? You're like, maybe I'll just leave it so I don't have to have the smell. <laughs> I just in, <laughs> just in general, I had to clean out the drain in the sink. Um, it was draining slowly, and then all that toothpaste gunk builds up, and. The amount of hair. So I took took a screwdriver and then I put a little hook on it created with a, a <laughs> paper clip and just the uh-huh. crap I was pulling up with that. I'm uh, not. See, I don't. I can't do stuff like that. I, I'm not germaphobic. Yeah. I don't overthink any of this, but drains to me are absolutely disgusting. I will not. They are. Yeah. It's where all the filth flows. It's where it leaves your life and it should never be thought of or heard from or smelled again. And when it is, and then here you are having to like dig through it. Well, it's amazing the amount of hair that comes off my body when I shower. Yeah, it's it's all you're all over your body, not just your head. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's coming off at all parts of my body, and yeah, because there's a you know the the type of drain catches the hair, it's all just collected there at the end. And are you picking it out? Yeah, it has to be picked out. That, Do you I have mean, like a spe- a special type of drain thing to collect the hair, or is it just a drain? No, it's just this drain that has smaller holes on it. Oh, okay, so I'm, maybe you need another one. Some of it's getting down. Not all the hair is being collected, but it traps. That's what most I mean. At the last yeah. shower that I'm talking about, there was nothing there. It was just a hole. <laughs> it just <laughs> went down Bye. in there. And if you peered down into it, yeah, just even looking. Briefly. Like a golf ball could fall down it? Mm, no, because there was like a... Ping pong ball? No, it's the opening wasn't that big. There was also okay. a cross section down there that would have caught something like that. Okay. But well, I mean, it was, the big, worst is it that was big enough to wash a roach down. A giant palmetto bug. The, wor- ew, the worst thing about those shower ones 
especially if you have a dude in the house is like having to scoop you know and like pull stuff out of that drain and yeah it's it's full of hair and is that conditioner i hope otherwise it might it's something else it's something else well i think i think the main thing you're talking about dude's hair but women's hair being so long yeah that's mm-hmm. that's or a guy with long hair just long hair in general is worse i think than the body hair the body hair can catch up and tangle well, the, the body hair smaller like shorter i mean yeah, it can certainly tangle with other yeah. things that are there. I think for the most part, it's okay until you just get all that scum and little globule of goo and <laughs> what is it? lint it's, and skin. Yeah, it's, it's skin. Ew, our skin. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so when I take a shower, I condition my hair and I put my fingers through my hair and pull out, you know, like all of the the sort of loose hair that's going to come out and would have ended up in the drain. And I put it on my shower wall. And that way I don't have that my drain doesn't get clogged up anymore. You just have to remember to take it off the shower wall. Else it just collects Sometimes there. I don't. And it's kind of fun. You, wait for, you can wait for it to dry and then it comes off really easy. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. It is fun. I um I do want to call attention to the fact I know I said globule instead of globule. I oh, put an extra L I didn't in notice. there. Blah, blah, blah. I know you didn't notice because you would have called me out because you would have done that. You're like, blah, blah, blah. You would have mocked oh. it. But but I was aware and I thought maybe fun. maybe I should let this go on. But then I thought of all the people listening thinking, what an idiot. So I had to call it out and, and suffer your wrath. So go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. I said globule. Globule. It's one. It's a difficult word to say. Absolutely, I have trouble with rural. Globular. Rural. 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 That's why some people say that rural. Uh huh. Rural. <laughs> I just say this. <laughs> just melding all together. There's some. <laughs> there's some words that I will just avoid because they're difficult to pronounce. Like a guy's named Roy. A company. <laughs> Ooh. I just said it correctly, but a company can be hard sometimes. If I'm saying it quickly, uh-huh. accompanying, I think. it's A company's oh. fine. Accompanying. Yeah, I have such trouble with that one. That makes sense. Accompanying. Because you have to like. Accompanying. Because nobody says accompanying. <laughs> <laughs> I will avoid it's almost it. like British at that point. Like, accompanying. Yeah, maybe it works better with a British pronunciation, with our yeah, our stupid American pronunciation. Aluminum foil. Aluminium. Get out of here. It's aluminium. Every other thing is an eum, except for the one that we decided was <laughs> aluminum. You know, in this discussion, that stench that came up out of my drain, like came back. Yeah. I, I can smell it. It's such a distinct smell. I know what you're talking about. That's why I was wondering if it really did last that long or if it just like stuck in your Maybe nose. it is so bad. Maybe that that's, you know, as you said, the, the curved pipes, the traps are are obviously there to stop the stench from coming up and outside of it being noxious. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe it does linger. It's got to be very heavy particles that just stick Ew. to everything. Ew. Does that mean that it's 
they're large particles or is that they're so small that they can like fill a room? They're stickers, let's say. Sticky. <laughs> they just coat everything and then yeah, they don't they have a dissipate. layer of sludge. They don't dissipate. It's so crazy to think that there was trial and error to this, right? <laughs> yeah. The same thing with airplane windows. They're round because if you look up the first planes that had square windows, it put too much stress and the it caused a plane crash at some point. Wow, just a crash? Cr- yeah, because it's something about the pressure in the cabin, that just a square window Wow. with the corners cracked. There was a plane crash and, you know, trial and error had to happen with I, I know that toilets well sewage like having d- direct connections to sewage a sewer in the first place what an invention you have running water in your house and you can just take a dump and you don't have to worry about any of it anymore but at some point i do wonder if <laughs> if it's like oh we just put straight pipes in there we didn't think about it and just the backup, like the, the way that it could back up sometimes and it would just come pouring out with its mm-hmm. smell all over somebody's floor. And then they were longing for the days of taking a bedpan and dumping it on the street and having a <laughs> sweeper come through some guy's job to sweep up all like a certain time of the day. It's like time to throw out our bedpans, but you had to store them until it was that time of the day. And they just sat there with your. And then do you run the risk of tossing it out your window onto someone on the street? I think so. You should probably look. <laughs> you should probably look ahead to make look sure. Up. Well, I mean, before you throw it, I think about, oh. <laughs> I think about, obviously people aren't throwing most people. I would hope maybe somebody out there, but most people aren't throwing their shit out the window here in New York. But as you walk, there's so much shit that could fall on you. That's not actual human shit. Uh, oh, which parts of facades on buildings fall and smash people in the head and air conditioners. And, and it happens rarely, but it also happens enough that there are stories about it that are easily found. Right. I, can't I mean, wa- that's the dangers of living in the city, I guess. Yeah. Even somebody committing suicide, jumping off of a building right. could land on you. So, but you can't walk around with your looking up and you just have to be careful that that angel's yeah. head the gargoyle sculpture doesn't fall and on me. It, it feels like if that happens to you, because it has to be like pinpoint accurate for like while when you're walking, when you decided to leave that day, you know, you'd made that turn at exactly the right moment that that thing up above you, the angel head was cracking and was teetering on fire. You know what I mean? It's like you're, it was your time. And if you missed it, then it was going to be like final destination. You were going to get it some way or another. They're building inspectors that are supposed to look for these things, but there's so many buildings in New York. Uh, yeah. But they will, you know, quite often if they're scaffolding around a building that's older, unless they've decided to, you know, maybe the owner, it's not always the case, has decided that they want to fix up the outside. But a lot of the times, my old building, the one on Sullivan, something fell off the top and immediately, like the day after scaffolding was up, they take it pretty mm. seriously. Yeah, they have to. Like, put this up now. And if you don't, I don't know what the fines are. I'm trying to look into this. I was hoping you would talk more, but you didn't. Because I was trying to do some research into the square windows. Oh, in the airplane. Yeah. Well, now we've gone into 
something else. Well, no, no, we can get back to the pipes and water and running water and what a brilliant thing. How amazing Uh is it to have water that's coming straight to your house? Well, I was thinking about it today. I was at uh, brunch and I went to the bathroom and I was thinking about the stall doors and how a lot of people from other countries come to the United States and then they sit they're freaked out by the bathroom stalls having such large gaps in between and underneath the stall, you know, like it just seems like not very private and how it doesn't bother me at all just because I'm so, you know, it's just what I grew up with and how other people grow up with just like that squatty hole that you like hover over, you know, and that's normal for them. But for us, it would be weird. But um, anyway, I've, I've never gotten it, used to it. I still hate our stalls, but go ahead. Just because I just I've don't, been I mean, I don't hate them. them. I get it. I understand why someone would be like freaked out by it. I don't get why uh, they do. Why can't you just put floor to ceiling? It's not that difficult. I know. I don't. It, it really just seemed like somebody made this type of stall. And that was just we all just were like, yep, that kind. That's it in every single bathroom, unless it's a very fancy place that has like an individual room with a door from like top to bottom. But yeah, so but I was thinking about it while I was in there and I thought, man, this is just like in the middle of a restaurant. I'm just like doing I'm just like emptying my body of its, you know, waste. (laughs) And isn't that interesting? We just all just have just and I thought if we didn't have this system, where would I go? I guess I'd like go outside and squat. You know what I mean? I know that this is an ancient technology. It's fine. Somewhere there'd be a hole or if there was a creek, you could have an outhouse over that. And then it just washed down and who knows where it went at that point. The outhouse just landed in a, a like a cesspool. It was a pit. Yeah. Depending on the type of outhouse, somewhere over running water. Maybe the rich people had running water. Oh, uh, if they were like near the a river or something. Yeah, and they're just polluting that water. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you live are near fish a river, polluting the water. Yes, they are. I went snorkeling once. I've told this story, but I got out immediately once I watched the fish pooping. The ocean's a disgusting place. It's wholly polluted with wastes of, of sperm of animals. It's everything. Like we dump our waste there, but then the animals living in there. I guess just because it's so big. And then the salt is helping. It doesn't. Most of it, I think, has just got to be dilution. Right. So so diluted because it's so big. Well, and other animals eat the poop, I'm sure. (laughs) It's just just so big. It's like, yeah, it's in here, but, you know, it's spread out. It's not concentrated in any meaningful way. But Uh, I guess when you're. Yeah. How does that work? So, like, humans can contaminate a body of water with their waste and it makes people sick but fish and things can poop in the water and everybody's okay i think it's just the sheer number of it when humans were dumping things into rivers and oceans and other bodies of water it certainly had an effect on the living things i know you're just saying if you leave it alone and the fish are there just to poop in their own environment. And that's not yeah, well, necessarily hurting the other fish that are around. Again, I just don't think it's concentrated enough. I mean, there's lots of fish like spawning salmon and stuff. They're all they're all over the place. How come? I mean, if you look at it, though, a lot of it's a cloud that just shoots out and oh, it dissipates oh, almost immediately. It's not all solid. When I was watching these fish poop, it was coming out of their butts like a cloud. But that's what grossed me out more because then you couldn't even avoid it. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, this it is was everywhere. It was just a part of, 
your surroundings now. Yes. So what's the what is the what is the um least harmful way for humans as in human like not just our society but if we didn't have this system in place what is the best way for us to dispose of our waste is it just to be in the ground it shouldn't be in our drinking water i don't so think so you'd have to yeah so you can't use the river you can't I've, involve water it was anymore. a real problem in cities well, that's why that's why like the French thought that water killed you, like water was bad for you. Yeah, because it, there was no good way to do it. Right. Any high concentration of people in cities before industrial revolution and running water. And, it's, you know, there was a lot of disease, a lot of outbreak. And you wouldn't want to touch the water. Right. They, they weren't nice places to live. I guess people were drawn to them because there were jobs but for the most part, then again, we're talking about, I guess, industrial revolution times when people really started moving of all classes and it really got dense and dirty and mills were burping out. So like the fact that Pittsburgh at some point with the steel mills that in the middle of the day it was dark because the air was so polluted. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, these weren't places that were really pleasant to live. Why did people go to cities then? Jobs. They were jobs. But then why were so many, like, homeless, like, Oliver Twist and, like, you know, Les Miserables? Well, there's always reasons people can't get jobs, I guess. Yeah. There's going to be some people who aren't working. Okay. None of them had running water. You could make the argument that, you know, people now, and some people do with the homeless population, just go get a job. Yeah, yeah, I guess the person could go get a job. Usually there are other factors in play as to why they're not getting a job. And I, yeah, if, if mental illness isn't the reason, then if you're homeless, you have to have an employer that takes a gamble on you because you don't have you don't have a way of saying, like, send my money here. This is where I live. I mean, that is you a big know? part of it, right? At some point. Yeah. If you've been homeless, then people look down on you, and then most people aren't going to want to give you a job. So you yeah, kind of get stuck they might not in it. Trust you. You get stuck in it. It's also ridiculous that we still, you know, it's like having a job means you're a good, responsible person. I'm not anti-work. I think yeah. life's too boring. <laughs> you know, there's there's balance to it. People who have spent so much time working, eighty hours a week, and that's work-life balance is important. And I don't think I agree. So. It's it's kind of become um, uh, uh, I don't know, mark. What is it called? Um, commoditized, commodit, commodis. What? Is it? I don't know. Finish the thought. By people saying like work life balance, you know, like and th just to push some strange agenda that they have, but it it is true. If you spend all of your energy, sort of working towards some goal that isn't going to happen until you can retire, then what have you done? What have you done? You kind of have lost sight about what life is about. Well, at some point we were, all, we were all fed this fucking story and we bought it that working yeah. and being productive is how you prove your value and dedicating your life to your job. And as a man, 
you need to provide for your family and you have to do that by working and then you know people buy into this and then employers take advantage of it and you don't want it is a shame don't type. talk about your salary to anybody at work never yeah. tell your salary which salary should be shared across the board that should be written on a whiteboard so everybody knows and there's transparency but you know there's little games being played around every mm-hmm. corner and the reason they don't the information is power so they don't want you to know what other people are making and you know there was shame uh, uh, around not working if you got laid off it's like an embarrassing thing. Shh, don't tell anyone else. I'm very ashamed by this, which shouldn't shouldn't be. No, whose fault was it? Not that, yours. But that's the thing. Like people really bought into it, and I mm-hmm. don't think. I think it's unhealthy that your identity is your work. Now, some things you're going to get a little more involved in. If you're a doctor, you spend a lot of time learning and practicing uh, to become a doctor, and it's a little more consuming than certain jobs. So yes, some jobs are going to be more of a lifestyle than others, but I don't think that spending all your time working and then you're just old and you're supposed to enjoy it when you Mm -hmm. can barely move anymore. It's like, no, go enjoy your life. It's like, nah, no thanks. Especially people like us who have started careers a bit later, you know, like maybe that sort of blueprint could have worked when you started working you know, in your early 20s and you stayed at a company until you were 65 or whatever. Well, that was the thing, too. It's like loyalty to the company. Yeah. You better have loyalty to your company. Oh, that, why have you worked at so many different places? Well, at some point, loyalty kind of went both ways. Anyway, I'm not, <laughs> workers, I think, for the most part, were taken advantage of. But there were employers that would provide pensions and you would retire at a certain point and you would still make your money. And all of that's out the window now. And then at some point... Uh, loyalty was expected by the employee, but the employer would have no problem getting rid of you in a blink of an eye. And you know, we're, now we're at the point where it doesn't exist. I don't. I'm not going to stick with one company out of blind loyalty. I've already worked for so many companies, and part of that's the nature of the work I've gotten into with radio and media in general. Moving mm-hmm. to video production, it's still media, and you know, it's not as secure. There's constant changes of ownership and. Uh, especially in radio, no money and they have to lay people off. And I, I guess that aside, I wouldn't be blindly loyal to any one company. I just view it as I'm a professional. You pay me to do a job. I'm going to do the job well. And that's the most you're going to get out of me. And I don't think that's wrong. I'm not going to invest more of my energy. I'm not going to devote myself to the company any more than that. But that's not a bad thing. No, just like, I mean... Well, I was going to say they shouldn't uh, dedicate more time to you. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that now. Uh, maybe they should dedicate more time to their employees. <laughs> I don't know if it's time. Thought is more of yeah. what I'm thinking. The thing is, is that you can't. I don't trust... want their time. I don't want them even talking to me. And this isn't right. about my company now, just in general. And so, my... so letting you do your job and do it well, because you know that you're going to do your job and do it as well as you can. Um, and you're going to put forth the effort that's required for the job, but your, um, sort of definition or sort of spectrum for what is good work is going to be different than others. And so as a company or an employer, you know, if if people are going to take different types of, um, uh, working motivations, right? So like for you, it's good to just like, let you be 
do your thing. You'll ask questions if you need it. Let you go and work. Whereas other people, maybe it takes more handholding, you know, or checking in and like working with them. And no, maybe not, they do. They're maybe not they children. Do. I don't mind that. Working with the people. No. No one needs just everyone should just present it, present themselves as competent. And if you're not, then sorry, then you have to struggle at that point. I don't not to say you can't ask questions or figure things out. No, with somebody, I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask questions. There's learning curves. And if you take it seriously, no one goes in and knows everything and is right. perfect all the time. But there are some people who's like, well, I don't know. They, like, there are some people who shouldn't be working because they suck and they don't buy into the uh, <laughs> the arrangement, the agreement that I have in my head. It's like, hey. If someone is paying you, just do what you're being paid for. If you feel like you're not being paid enough, then, you know, it's not as easy as getting what you're worth, but, and it's not as easy to just quit a job and have no income because most people don't have the ability to do that because they don't, they won't be able to right. survive as they look for a new job. Um, but in a situation where the money is fair for the work that you're doing, then, you know, you give that level of work. I think it would be nice. Um, I think the way to to. OK, I was thinking about the the employee that needs like all their handheld or whatever. And you're right. Uh, they're not a child. They need to be competent. They need to be, have been hired uh, and vetted to be competent enough to do their job uh, with the inside the environment that's there within the, you know, parameters that are set. And do their job, right? Mm -hmm. It makes me think that you you you're not like that because, you know, uh, you got into it because of this, you know, uh, major that you chose right out of high school, and you're just kind of you're just doing, it. and you've never you've never been in a in a real job experience where, you know, you don't know the answer to something, and you have to solve it your for yourself. You know, it's not like I think that an immature approach, right, is I've come across a problem and now I'm stuck and I can't really go because I don't know. I just don't know what to do instead of being proactive and like, all right, well, let's figure out how to solve this problem by myself. If I can't, you know, I'll ask colleagues or I'll figure I'll email somewhere to talk to somebody, whatever. But just to be like, mm, I don't know. I think that kind of stuff and needing all that hand holding and like checking in, maybe that comes from. You know, not being given the space and time between high school and either, yeah, and and choosing what you're supposed to be doing for the rest of your life by spending all this money at a college and getting and just choosing a major that you're like, I don't know, I guess this, you know, when, when you're 20 years old and you have no concept of it's rushed. who you are or it's what you even like to do. Yeah, it's rushed. You're supposed it's to jump rushed. into it immediately. And that's one of the problems. And like, I'll encourage my kids, like, don't go straight to college. I don't care what any fucking senior year people are doing. Like, oh, what college they can do? Oh, you have to do this. This will be good on your transcripts. No, who gives a shit? I don't care. Go chill. Go work on a cruise ship. Have some experiences. I don't, know if, the exper I, I don't know if the experiences you want... <laughs> In your life are on a cruise ship. Are they found on a cruise ship? It can be. I don't know. That's what I'm just saying. Like, do the only reason why I bring you that ever up. Ever been is on a cruise? A friend, what? Have you ever been on a cruise? 
I'm I have no interest on going. On yeah, a I, I, that's that's the reason I. Bring but if you're up. working on a cruise ship, I bet you it's kind of like you're meeting all kinds of different people from all different places. There's billions of jobs. You know, there's like entertainment side. There's like the cooking side. There's the the, the serving side. There's the hotel ish side. There's all these things, right? I'm just saying. The only reason why I talked about that was because yes, there the was cruise this, ship, the ideal environment. It's all, not. All, God damn it! All compact Forget into it. one little Done. ship. To one little ship. I just, I'm sorry to throw you off. Get back on your your. No, point. I'm done with that now. Because I brought up the cruise ship. Cruise ship shitting all over this thing. I'm trying to say. A cru- I, it could be anything. It could be like, go do something. Never mind. I'm pissed. <laughs> Don't shut down just because I'm I, done. I, I just uh, I got distracted because you brought up cruise ship. And I thought about being young and saying, I'm going to go explore the world. And I'm going to do that by working on a cruise ship. It wasn't about exploring the world. It was about <laughs> having exploring experiences. Myself. Yeah, ex- having experiences on a cruise ship. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, well, I apologize. Thank you. I tried to stay on track four times and you kept interrupting me. Well, we're way off track anyway. Stupid idea. I didn't say it was a stupid idea. I said a cruise ship is a pretty ridiculous place because it's filled with gluttons, people who shove their mouths full of food and nobody's lower, talking about the than, people and on lesser the cruise than ship. entertainers, people who they can't make it more traditional means. You don't have quite what it takes to go make it on Broadway, so you go on a cruise ship. I'm just saying are, that it's not. Nobody's talking about that. I'm talking about being a kid and deciding to go experience something wild. I know, and you said I said you said you're gonna go do it through a cruise ship, and then that just threw me off. I was listening to what you were saying. Join, not to like go on a cruise, but no, to, to work. work on a cruise. To ship. work. That's what I'm saying. You live in a windowless cabin. It's not really the best place to go. That's why I asked if you've ever been on a cruise, and that's why I found it to be amusing. I yeah. think it's interesting. It would be interesting because, like I said, there'd be people from all over the place. Um, there would be all these different facets of what these people do for the job. They probably would like. Well, it's a very specific type of people. And, huh? I said, you said bring up, you meet people. And now we're way just stuck on this, arguing the semantics of choosing a cruise ship. But the you reason. You started it. You could have just gone with me and been like, interesting point. I could. You had to tell me. I couldn't because I know what goes idea. on on a cruise ship. I know what cruises are like. I know what cruises are like. It's, I don't think I it's know good, what cruises are like too. I don't think you've never been on one. You said I've never been on a cruise. No, but I've watched shows where people are on cruises <laughs> and people have worked on cruise. Remember that show? It was I think it was on VH1 or something where it was like a bunch of people went for like a. Uh, it was like over summer school. It was in college and they all were on a boat together. No, I don't remember this, but I just. I'm, I don't think that a cruise ship is a good place for life experience. That's all. That's what threw me off. Well, you can next time you can think that and you can ask me why I think it's a good place. And then maybe I could make a point and then you could say, well, oh, I can see that point at least. So get your life experience. Ellie, don't go to college. Go out. If she wanted, if she came and said, hey, I have this opportunity for a summer job. To go work on a cruise ship. I'd be like, go for it. <laughs> okay. Because she would come back either hating it or talking about how it was weird and it was, or it was funny or it was, it was, she loved it or she would say, I'll never do that again. I fell in love with somebody and then he broke my heart. And like, there'd be all kinds of stuff that go on, I bet. Yes, that happens outside of a cruise ship. 
your point. I'm taking your point. I understand your point. I'll, next I just don't time think I'll I make just some other reference. I just don't think a cruise ship. ship is the microcosm that you think it is, where you would go. I don't think it's all the these... only thing. I was just coming up with an idea in the middle of talking. It's not like we planned any of this. I think people. So I came up with cruise ship. I'm sorry. I'll, next time I'll come up with like a, you work at a restaurant. I don't know. Then go travel. Go do things. Just not on a cruise ship. Going to travel costs money. <laughs> okay, we'll get a job doing something. Teaching English in a country where they don't speak English. Okay, do that. But that's again, you don't know if you even like that. This is a temporary thing. I was thinking it was a good example, and you shit on it. I don't think. I, I don't think people who work on cruise ships really necessarily like working on cruise ships. You meet. That's fine. I'm talking as, about like a one-off experience. As far as far as the passengers that come on, it's very specific type of passengers who think that they're better than everyone else, and who everyone on the cruise ship is less than Whatever. them. And you go to ports. That's, not, that's everyone's experience going on a cruise ship. They all think that. You go to ports that have been created for the cruise ships that don't reflect I think that's the actual bullshit. cultures. It's not bullshit. You go to any No, I, I port. agree with you. That kind of thing is bullshit. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. It's the only reason. Say, yeah. I think the example used threw me off. Because I thought, oh, going on a cruise ship to try to find yourself. You come back fucking broken. You'd be no good for anyone for the rest of your life. I'm just spending time on a cruise ship. <laughs> you're not just spending time. You're working. <laughs> okay. Well, we got way off and the you know, topic. It'd probably, be like, it'd probably be like summer camp or something. Well, let me tell you that the reason they switched to round windows on a plane. <laughs> you already said it was because of the stress on the Yes, thing. but I just wanted to say, I looked it up so I can confirm... Dangerous stresses at the corners of the square windows. The harsh angles Duh. meant that the surrounding metal experienced pressure two to three times greater than elsewhere in the cabin, which is catastrophic in certain instances. Okay. And so they move to the round windows. And when I'm on a plane, I think of people sitting, and especially if you're sitting in the bulkhead that separates you and the toilet, that throughout the flight, as I'm sitting there, there are people going in there and pulling down their pants and leaking all over the place. And for some reason, they can't seem seemingly keep it in the toilet. And you go into the bathroom on a plane, and the floor is always wet. And you come out, and then your shoes, it's on the bottom of your shoes, and it gets all over the carpet of the plane. And then you're told to put things on the floor on the plane under the seat. So you've got the gross water from the toilet in the bathroom on the plane, dragged out in the bottom of people's feet, embedded in the carpet all over the place. And then you're told to put your backpack there. And then you pick up your backpack off that disgusting floor. I agree. I've never thought about that before. And I think planes should just release the waste as they're flying instead of storing it. Well, I'm annoyed now because like I'm letting you make this point and I'm here with you. And even if I'm not following you the whole time, I let you finish. How could you not follow me? Where would you not? Follow well, how me? could you not follow me? You said cruise ship. I, I follow you because I let you finish and I listen to the whole thing before stopping you in the middle saying like, no, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense. You brought up a cruise ship. It's a good place for, for life experience when it's the most commercial venture say, hey, what's created. The best life experience you can get after high school is going. I was, it was just an example. And the reason why I brought it up was because a friend, a, an adult man, his daughter was uh trying to decide whether she should go to school right after high school go to college or she had this job on a cruise ship and i was like telling her like you should go you should go on that cruise ship go work on that cruise ship it's for like 
two months or something. You make some money. Everything's paid for, but you make the money and you just live on the cruise ship. And I was thinking like, you'll have all this, you'll do all these weird, you'll have like little stories for, for your life. And she didn't do it. And I was not surprised because she was like kind of a dud type of person. But I think about her a lot. And I think that's a great example of somebody that should have like, if she had done that, whatever your argument against what I'm trying to say is, if she had done that, then she would have later been like, oh yeah, I worked for, on a cruise for a while. I was broken afterwards. It sucked. I hated it. Or she'd been like, yeah, I fell in love with this guy named Jeremy. And it was weird because we'd known each other for two days, but we were in love. And then four days later we broke up and he was with Samantha. And then, you know what I mean? Like just weird little, just whatever stories, S passengers, you know, almost falling off the deck or I don't know, just little things that would have happened. I think it would be interesting. That's all. That's the only reason why I brought that up. Not because it'd be the best example of having a life. <laughs> okay. Got it. I just get annoyed that I like get shut down sometimes. Most people. And then by you, who I trust with my <laughs> ideas and thoughts. I just want you to go on a cruise. Like, Let's do this. Let's book a cruise for you. You go I on the cruise. I don't want to go on a cruise. <laughs> But then you'll understand. You'll understand why I got stuck on that. It threw me off of your bigger point because I started I thinking about. I know what a cruise is and I know what it does. <laughs> it threw me off. Okay. okay, it threw you off. You're, I Don't rush into your career. Take some time to figure out who you are on a cruise ship. The most commercial no. endeavor created. Yeah, for the person taking the cruise. <laughs> correct. Not for the people on it. The I'm just saying it's not a cultural experience. I don't find it to be a cultural experience. And I know what you're saying. I don't saying. think so either. But it's not about, I didn't say anything about cultural experience. Expanding your mind and finding yourself. It's part of that. You go through things and it's a, it would be an interesting. Okay, then go work at the local Papa John's. Should I have said that? If it offers, you're, if it offers opportunity. Yeah, of course. Go do that. But like, don't you think you would get more life experience and knowledge about yourself and whatever working on a cruise ship for two months as opposed to a papa fucking john no not if you're a delivery driver i think that you stopping at gas stations and different gas stations Have you ever been and, a delivery mapping, driver, Greg? and mapping your routes and meeting people people are not mapping routes <laughs> i'm saying if you go to a different gas station you meet the different ne'er-do-wells who hang out in the parking lot that you probably would get more from it yes well great do that then that could have been an example that i could have used if i had known but i didn't so you needed to just go with me and let me finish my thought. Uh, well, we were way off of our original topic, which was... I know. I like fighting. I don't like it, but it's it's okay to fight with you. Plumbing and drains. Because I can feel myself getting um, like emotional, but it doesn't reach the height. Like it doesn't overfill. Like Like boiling, right? It's like a pot. And it's boiling... But it's not boiling over. And I think before um, I before I started opening up with you a lot more, I don't think I was able to get like mad without it just immediately like, blah, like boiling over and I would cry. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Because what's the worst that would happen? I'd say, fuck you. I'm never talking to you again. You like cruise ships. You think that... <laughs> You brought up something I don't understand, and then you got mad at me for it. A person can find themselves. I understood what you were saying. Okay. I just got thrown off is what I'm saying. I understood what you were saying. And what I'm saying is I got thrown off. Because then I could only think about the cruise ship being the means of 
a period. Well, you could have asked a question. How would they have learned something? Whatever, you know, instead of like, that's not, I don't even know what you said, but it set me off. Anyway, thank you for letting me get mad at you. Uh, yeah. I don't understand what I could have done otherwise. Well, I don't either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you can't control your emotions. That what? I can't control your emotions. So Absolutely. I don't think you should be thanking me for letting you get mad. I had nothing <laughs> no, to do with it. What I mean overall is like you've these these talks and all of our stuff together has really given me a lot of experience of letting myself be angry and it being okay. You know? And you don't abandon me because you're angry. <laughs> well, I'm not angry at all. I'm but... sorry, because I'm angry. Or, like, I've, I've killed you with my anger. Like, you can handle it. You're an adult man. It's not that big of a deal. And I also, and then my anger doesn't um, hold so much weight, you know, as I think it used to. All right, good. So that's cool. I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, me too. All right, that's sorry it. If I, sorry if I barked at you too much. <laughs> Just let it be. I'm fine. Okay. Everything's all right. <laughs> okay. Wow, what a fun episode. <laughs> I was just waiting. I thought you were taking us out. Oh, okay. I will. You didn't do the signal. <laughs> thank okay. Thank you. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, please, uh, please support our sponsor, hopandpepper.com. You can use our code one topic 15 to get uh, 15% off some hot sauce. And uh, that's hopandpepper.com. Thanks for listening. Share and like subscribe, like, and share. Bye.